Sound Opinions is supported by Goose Island, pairing beer and music since 1988. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago, Illinois. Listen critically, enjoy responsibly. What do you love about music? To begin with? Everything. Putting on a great show is the most important thing you can do. One great rock show can change the world. The year is just about over, but before we say goodbye to 2016, let's talk about the best music of 2016. I'm Greg Cott. And I'm Jim DeRogatis. On our favorite show of the year, we reveal our top albums, and we hear from our listeners about their favorite music of 2016. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. This is Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. I'm here with Greg Cott. Greg, we live for this show. First of all, there's not a rock critic anywhere in the universe who doesn't make a list starting January 1 and uh, going through the end of the year of his or her favorite albums. Greg, I think some critics put together their year-end lists uh, almost like the shopping cart or, or the Chinese menu. One from column A, one from column B, one from column C. I do it real simple. I still do mine. I know you do the same. One of the rare ways we work uh, similarly. Uh, these are the records I've played more than any others. Long after we are finished reviewing them, I, I want to keep hearing them. I can't hear them. I want to go hear these all right now. I think it's an important distinction, Jim. Uh, I think we both look at it. These are our favorite albums. We're not trying to represent anything or anyone else but ourselves. These are the records we keep returning to for pleasure. You know, it's interesting because a lot of people look at 2016 as a tough year. I think a lot of people are are reflecting on this year and saying that there was a lot of tough stuff happening in the world. And the amazing thing about music is that it reflects back to us what we're experiencing as a society quicker than almost any other art form. And I think we we saw that, the Black Lives Matter movement, what's happening in politics, what's happening around the world, the crises around the world. A lot of the music that we're going to play or highlight, I think, reflects some of that spirit and some of the response of people to what is happening around them and reflecting on it and giving us some sense of we can overcome this too, some sense of resilience about it. We're going to hear later on in the show as well from some of our listeners with their favorites of the year, but you're going to start us off, Jim. Uh, What's uh, the first record you want to play for us? Well, Greg, we're going to be jumping around our top 10 and uh, our entire lists, our best of lists are going to be at soundopinions.org. I'm going to start with number 10 on my list. We'll work our way up to number one. It's Beach Slang, a loud bash of teenage feelings. James Alex, leader of this Philadelphia group, second album was highly anticipated. He did not let us down. Uh, I am so struck by the track I'm going to play, future mixtape for the art kids. I think every year there are one or two songs, if we are very lucky, that are you know, up there with Smells Like Teen Spirit in terms of being an anthem for our times, a rock song that crystallized everything that's great about this music. Uh, You know, James sings, play it loud, play it fast, play me something that will always last. Play it tough, play it quiet, play me something that will save my life. Play it loud, play it fast. Play me something that will always last. 
I go back to Rock and Roll by Lou Reed, the idea of a life saved by rock and roll. I'm 51, Greg, and I still feel that way. I need this music. It is a reason for living. Here is Beach Slang, number 10 on my best of list. A Loud Bash of Teenage Feelings is the album. Future mixtape for the art kids is the song. Stick your heart on your sleeve. That is Beach Slang, future mixtape for the art kids. We were privileged to have a live acoustic session with uh, James Alex. You can go find that on soundopinions.org. Greg, where are you starting on your list? Jim, I'm going to go to my uh, number nine pick, uh, Solange. Uh, she may be better known to some people as the younger sister of Beyonce, Solange Knowles, but, uh, you know, she is a great artist in her own right, and a seat at the table is uh, a declaration of what a great artist she is. She's a triple threat, singer, songwriter, producer, um, what I love about this record, and I think it's representative of another trend of 2016, and actually a trend that's been going on for the last few years, this idea of genre mixing. Uh, people say, well, there's no rock on your list, or there's no this, or the, no that. A lot of these records are combining lots of genres. They can't be pigeonholed. In a way that's very uh, inclusive. Uh, you look at the guest list uh, on the Solange record, and it gives you a hint of where she's going. Raphael Sadiq, Magical Clouds, Q-Tip, Lil Wayne, Dirty Projectors, David Longstreth. I mean, this is a wide variety of musical collaborators, influences, but at the same time, it's very much about her. It's not about her guests. It's about her mixing and matching these different styles of music into a cohesive whole. And what she's given us is a major statement about what it means to be a woman of color in America in 2016. Uh, it's inclusive both in terms of the message and the music, but it doesn't have formulas, bromides that it's relying on. This is new music from Solange. Here's a track from A Seat at the Table, Weary on Sound Opinions. I'm weary of the ways of the world.
That is Solange with a seat at the table, my number nine album of the year, a track called Weary. Jim, what have you got next? Well, I'm going to go to number eight, Greg, but I will note that Solange made it to number 11 on my list. Uh, Number 10 was Beach Slang. Number nine was The Handsome Family. Number eight, The Drive-By Truckers. Uh, Millions of words were written in 2016 about the roiling anger in middle America. And I don't think anyone empathized more. Uh, Not excusing, not explaining, but empathy. You know, people are hurting in parts of this country. The southern auteurs behind the drive-by truckers, I think, gave that voice. At the same time, standing up for uh, some very American values, inclusiveness and, and uh, you know, anti-racism and, and that Southern flag uh, it means uh, bad things to some people while we respect that it means heritage to others. Um, the truckers are a band that have been going strong since 1998. And I think a, a group like this is easy to take for granted when it's been running for so long. But I don't think they've made a better record in their entire career than American band. Uh, we're talking... Music that is as potent as Neil Young and Crazy Horse at their very best, and lyrics that, as I said, empathize with people and look at people that often are not written about in uh, what, for lack of a better word, we would call indie rock. Uh, uh, This is a song I think that epitomizes what I'm trying to say Darkened Flags on the Cusp of Dawn.
Darkened Flags on the Cusp of Dawn by the Drive-By Truckers. The album is American Band. It's in your top ten, too, right, Craig? Definite overlap with that record. It's a terrific record by the Drive-By Truckers. Uh, to recap my list, I had David Bowie's Black Star at ten, Solange's A Seat at the Table at nine, Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book at eight, Drive-By Truckers' American Band, which you just played, at seven, and now my number six pick, P.J. Harvey, The Hope Six Demolition Project. Uh, this is basically the story. Polly Jean Harvey takes a field trip and comes back with this very yeah. pointed <laughs> political statement. She, uh, she, you know, she's like a new journalist. You know, she's she's going to Kosovo, Afghanistan, Washington D.C. She's bringing you know frontline stories back uh, to her uh, songs. Uh, she's turned these stories into protest songs. Basically, there's rage here. There's also poignancy. Uh, this image of, you know, what she's seeing around the world juxtaposed with these implacable bureaucracies who are just immovable in the face of all these kind of uh, tragedies that are going around. She's, she's basically saying, you know, this is, a, this is a vicious cycle that we're caught in. The song I'm going to play addresses this idea. It's this image of this Ferris wheel going around and around and the, the whole notion of when's it going to end? Hey, little children, don't disappear. I heard it was 28,000. The cycle of violence against the world's children, basically, because these are the ultimate victims of what's been happening in our world uh, that she's singing about. These are songs of resistance, uh, as well as as this incredible uh, bit of reporting that she's done. Here's the wheel from P.J. Harvey on the Hope Six Demolition Project on Sound of Kingdoms.
That is PJ Harvey with the wheel from the Hope 6 Demolition Project. Greg, she's on my list. I did my top 40. She's all the way down at number 39. You and I have some overlap uh, uh, this year, but uh, they're at different ends of yeah, our lists. Exactly. Jim, coming up, we've got more of our favorite albums of 2016, and uh, we've also got albums that are our listeners' favorites. That's ahead on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott here with Jim DeRogatis, and we're counting down our favorite albums of 2016. So far, we've heard records from Beach Slang, Solange, Drive-By Truckers, and PJ Harvey. Before we get to the rest of our picks, it's time to hear from some of our listeners. My name is Matthew Barron. I'm calling in from Iowa, and my recommendation for one of the albums of the year for 2016 is We've Got It From Here. Thank you for your service by A Tribe Called Quest. Everybody running when they see the stars coming, but yeah. whatever's gonna be. I think one of the main reasons that I really like this album is that it fits both in the pantheon of, of Tribe Called Quest albums, but as if it came out of the, the mid-90s. But it doesn't feel at all out of place in today's theme. There's references in the lyrics to, you know, skipping the Uber and taking a cab. There's just kind of that feel to it that has that history they have this wonderful mix of being able to reference the past kind of know where you've come from and then stay in the moment one of my favorite tracks on the album this generation conversational and there's just not many people who are able to to do that these days to, to talk about things in that way on a hip-hop album 
And I, I just don't get that anywhere else. You know, Matthew's absolutely right, Greg. Um, I I came to the Tribe Called Quest album late because, uh, uh, you know, I, we've had so many reunions of important mm-hmm. early hip-hop crews that have been disappointments, yeah. right? And then It's I rare s- for one to be good. It's rare. And then I saw them on Saturday Night Live uh, when Chappelle hosted, Dave Chappelle, and I was disappointed in the live performance. I finally got around to listening to the record, and it was like a brick to the side of the head. This, mm. is, this is not only good, it's great. I love Tribe in the uh, early 90s. Uh, I think they made three of the most phenomenal hip-hop records of all time uh, early in that decade. And this one is right up there with that. And I can't tell you how rare it is to say that about any group, any band, forget genre. Uh, But they have really outdone themselves here. And this is like one of the surprise great albums of the year. Yeah, they made it to number 20, on uh, 21 on my list. I think we've got another caller now. Hi, Jim and Greg. This is Tim from uh, Washington, D.C. And my pick for album of the year in 2016 is Tedeschi Trucks Band, Let Me Get By. It's a fantastic record. There's a lot of virtuosic musicians on it. The band is killer, but they always put songs first. Uh, The songs are great. Uh, They're about rising up and overcoming struggles and social issues and relationships. And there's just a ton of positive energy on the record. Everybody in the band gets a chance to shine. It shows up in the songwriting and the arrangements and performance, but everything always serves the song. Anyhow, it's great. The arrangement's fantastic. Just kind of builds and builds and builds, and, and, and uh, the horns just kind of put it over the top. Uh, it's, it's a great line. Some of the most thoughtful passion of playing I've heard in a really long time. Uh, it, this album is about as close to perfect as they come. It, it's a classic. It sounds like it, it could have been made 30, 40 years ago, but it was made 12 months ago, and I think it'll sound as current and fresh 30 years from now. It's it's just music that's good for your soul. Uh, Tedeschi Trucks, uh, they get a knock as being just a jam band, but I think the big difference on this record, uh, Jim, for me anyway, was that they act, they, they do have songs, and they've really stepped up in that department, and uh, it's actually quite a likable record. I appreciate the way Tim made the case. Going back to my list, Greg, I am skipping over number seven, Jenny Havald. I played it on our Halloween show, Creepy Record. And uh, Honey Blood, Babes Never Die, we are going to have Honey Blood in live performance and conversation in the Sound Opinion studio early in the new year. And we're going to have the number five man on my list, uh, uh, performance and conversation as well, the go-to-beds. I love this group's first album, uh, and now it's time for number two. The first album, now that they are from Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. but that first album captured a certain New York... Uh, dirty, smelly 70s vibe, better than than any other record I've heard in a long time. Uh, that's back to some extent. I think these are the true inheritors in terms of the uh, intertwining guitars uh, to television at its heyday uh, with a little bit of replacements uh, chaos in there. Uh, but the song I'm going to play, Cold Gold, L.A.'s All Right, does for Los Angeles what they did for New York the last time around. These guys are funny, 
They are snarky, uh, incredibly catchy. You can certainly point out influences from pavement. I said television. Uh, you know, go down the list. But I think at the end of the day, they have a spirit that is uniquely their own. They rose to the occasion with a very strong sophomore album for Sub Pop Records. They're signed there now. Uh, they took a crack at the Chili Peppers with the title Blood Sugar Sex Traffic was the name of their second album. This is Cold Gold, L.A.'s All Right by the Go to Beds on Sound Opinions. Cold Gold, L.A.'s All Right, the go-to-beds, number five record on my list. Like I said, listen for him on the show in uh, 2017. Good pick, Jim. Uh, I enjoyed that band very much as well. My number five pick uh, on my list, Anderson Pack. Uh, that is uh, Pack with a period in front of the P. So it's a stylized spelling on the name, but there's nothing uh, superficial about this guy's music. I've seen him several times live in 2016, and I can say this unequivocally, I did not see a better live performance uh, this year than from this man. Anderson Pack is one of those guys who is almost desperate to prove himself. He's sort of been hanging around the fringes of the music industry for more than a decade. He'd had, he's had some tough times. He's been homeless. He's, he came from a broken home. He's grown up in a, in a lot of poverty. There was a lot of indifference to his music. Finally got a bit of a break. He did a cameo on the uh, Dr. Dre, couple of, a bunch of cameos, uh, actually, on the last Dr. Dre record in 2015. And that really set the table for Malibu, uh, what became his third studio album. And that's what I'm going to focus on here. Um, he's a gospel drummer. That's his background. Singer, rapper, again, one of these artists who touches on a lot of genres and makes it seem very much his own because it's his personal story that he's telling in these songs. You get the funk, you get some rock textures, you've got some rap, you've got soul. He does it all with agility and daring. Again, the songwriting is the key here. It's very personal. It's very melodic. You can hear a little bit of what I'm talking about here in this track, Am I Wrong, from Anderson Pack on the album Malibu on Sound Opinions. Yeah. I'm only coming out to play Nothing more that I hate in this life The wrong impression I only have one to make You can open your palm Waiting to catch a break The cards are far where they may And what about me? I believe in fate They want to know where I'll be in five But what about today? What about tonight? Only one at a time 
so precious is yours, is mine, only one at a time, my life, my life, yeah. Am I wrong to assume, if she can't dance, then she can't, ooh, yeah. Am I wrong to say, if she can't dance, then she can't, ooh, hey, I never want to waste your time, my life. So precious is yours, is mine. And look at the time, my God. So precious is yours, is mine. Only one at a time. So precious is yours, is mine. Only one at a time. Malibu from Anderson Pack, my number five album of the year. Jim, what's next on your list? Greg, I'm at number four. I am going to play a track from Gymnastics, the uh, superb 10 songs in 14 minutes debut by uh, a a young multi-ethnic auteur, Eva Moolchan. She performs under the name Sneaks. Uh, She's recording for Merge Records, um, saying that she does more with less than anybody in electronic pop or rock today is like is such an understatement you might as well call the Grand Canyon a hole in the ground, okay? Mm-hmm. I compared her when I first played uh, her on the show as a buried treasure to the normal Daniel Miller, founder of Mute Records, that wonderful early primitive uh, electronic pop. Uh, it is pop. It is catchy. Uh, it is electronic, but it is primitive electronic. Uh, basically, you know, a couple of machines in the bedroom is what it sounds like. But these songs, I kept coming back to them and coming back to them. She is a strong, angry, empowered voice. It's one I needed to hear. It's one I couldn't get enough of. This is the song True Killer from Sneaks on Sound Opinions. True Killer a.k.a. Eva Moolchan. The song is True Killer. I love that, Greg. Great stuff, Jim. I'm going to go to my number three album. Number four on my list was Michael Kiwanuka. Good stuff. Love and Hate. I love that record. Uh, And we have recently played it on the show. My number three album is Jamila Woods with Heaven. Uh, Jamila is a poet-turned-singer in the Chicago scene, longtime member of the uh, poetry, live poetry scene in Chicago. She's also a teacher here, very involved in the community. Uh, words obviously matter. 
and she makes them count on this record. The other thing, we've spoken a lot about this musical voraciousness, this musical daring on this show, Jim. A lot of mm-hmm. these artists are experimenting with different styles. And you're going to hear a little bit of an interpolation from a Cure song on this uh, track from Jamila Woods, uh, Just Like Heaven, The Cure's Just Like Heaven, for the track Heaven, the title track from her new album. She will speak about pop punk just as eloquently as she will the history of hip-hop. And she brings a lot of these influences into this music. The other thing she does really well, this notion of adult longing, of, of uh, you know, the, the idea that there's a lot of turmoil in her city right now. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the death rate uh, among young African-Americans, especially in Chicago, has truly been horrifying. She brings some of that into this, as well as the joys and beauties of, you know, childhood. There, there's some nursery rhyme type of cadences on this record. So she's basically talking about the life of a woman in full. This is a very complete portrait of who Jamila Woods is and where she stands now in the world. The track is called Heaven. It's the title track from Jamila Woods' first album on Sound Opinions. Show me, show me, show me how you do that trick. The one that makes you love someone. The world wants us so numb and alone. Show me, show me, show me how you do it. The one that makes the winters warm. The one where summer never comes. Woods, the title track to her album, Heaven. Greg, she was at number 12 on my list. She was fighting to get in the top 10 the whole time. What a great record. You're absolutely right. To check out our complete best of lists, go to soundopinions.org. And we want to hear about your favorite release of the year. Call 888-859-1800 or connect with us on Facebook or Twitter. When we return to Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, we're going to reveal our top choices for album of the year. This ain't no intro, this the entree. Hit that intro with Kanye. I sound like Andre. Tryna turn my baby mama to my fiance. She like music, she from Houston, like Auntie Yonce. Man, my daughter couldn't have a better mother. If she ever find another, you better love her. Man, I swear my life is perfect. I can merge it. If I die, I'll probably cry in my own service. I- with the beam. This is like this many rings. Y'all know what I mean. This for the kids of the king of all kings. This is the holiest thing. This is the beat that played under the word. This is the sheep that ain't like what it hurt. This is officially first. This is the third. This, this is the... 
Welcome back to Sound Opinions. We're counting down our favorite albums of 2016. We'll get to our top picks in just a moment, but first, another pick from one of our listeners. My name is Rick Major, calling from Collingwood, Ontario, Canada. It was, I felt, uh, a hard choice this year, but uh, I'm really going to talk about the Sturgill Simpson uh, album, uh, Sailor's Guide to Earth. That, to me, was just a, a game changer. I don't think I'd ever heard anything in the country uh, genre um, that really you know, brought back sort of that Merle Haggard moment where you kind of go like, wow, you know, who is this guy? So All the songs are very strong. The arrangements are, I thought, quite uh, quite interesting with the with the introduction of some of the R&B sounds to country and really where they where the production has gone. He's really creating a sound that, in my mind, is the new country because I'm not even sure what the hell country music is anymore. <laughs> but what they're trying to tell me. Uh, is uh, is certainly not this. And what this is, I think, is uh, is truly the future. You know, Rick is absolutely right, Jim. I think Sturgill Simpson is breaking the boundaries of country music as conceived by Nashville these days. And, you know, the Grammy Awards seem to agree they nominated yeah. him for Album of the Year next to Beyonce. And Beyonce's yeah. probably looking around, who's Sturgill Simpson? Yeah, yeah, you know, very impressive. There he is. Uh, I'm going to go to my number two pick next, uh, Jim, uh, Frank Ocean is high on my list, vying for that number one spot. I was uh, anticipating, as you were, as were basically the whole country, it seemed yeah. like in some ways, uh, the next Frank Ocean record after the success of Channel Orange in 2012, uh, one of the best albums of that year, certainly. And, and what Frank Ocean has given us is a record uh, in Blonde uh, that I don't think anybody anticipated. Uh, you know, people were waiting for this big statement from this guy, and what he's given us is something very subtle and very low-key, and yet melodic and very um, intimate and very uh, poignant in, in other ways. Um, you know, I, I think these songs are like snapshots. They're, they're, they're very fleeting, blurred, you know, moments in his life, and he's talking about, it's appropriate because those images are fading. Uh, he's looking back on his youth, and he's seeing it, it's kind of slipping away. It's over in no time, the best life, he sings. We'll never be those kids again. There's this element of nostalgia in these songs that is, is kind of heartbreaking because I think he misses that innocence, and he's lost some of that innocence, and you can hear it in his voice and the way these songs are presented. There's very little in the way of drumming on this record or percussion. It's very heavily focused on these reverb guitars, and when I think of a, what this record reminds me of, it has the feel of like a bossa nova record or, or some kind of uh, neo-soul folk record, mm. uh, kind of uh, folk psychedelia in, in, in some instances. The way he's um, orchestrating his voices, very intricate, creating these characters within songs. There's a dreamlike quality about this music. When I put this record on, I find myself wanting to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I can't I'm, just listen to one track. I'm you know? with you. He's in my top 20. This is a track from the Frank Ocean record, Blonde. It's called Ivy on Sound Opinions. I thought that I was dreaming when you said you loved me. It's 
start of nothing I had no chance to prepare I couldn't see you coming The start of nothing Ooh, I could hate you now It's quite alright to hate me now When we both know that deep down The feeling still deep down is good That is Ivy from Frank Ocean's Blonde, my number two album of 2016. Jim, what's next on your list? Greg, I'm at number two as well, and I am going to the Brooklyn-based band Teen. Uh, this group uh, confounds people who like to pigeonhole uh, bands to one genre. I've heard them described as uh, shoegazer funk, as if such a thing even exists, uh, space prog, or the good old-fashioned synth pop, whatever you want to call them. We have in their third album, Love, Yes, a wonderful collection of love songs. Now, uh, first Eno mention of the show. Eno put out a record this year. Didn't even make my top 40. Okay, so I am not that slavish. That was a good record. It, was it wasn't. A good record. There was one great song. We'll talk about that later uh, on another show. Uh, Eno said, you know, pop music never needs another love song because there have been, you know, 50 years worth and it's been done to death. But Love Yes by Teen makes you reconsider that hard line, okay? These are songs about relationships beginning, ending, and in the passionate middle. Um, They're all incredibly catchy. They make me want to dance, and nothing makes me want to dance. It's not a pretty sight, I'll tell Mm -hmm. you, okay? I just love this group, and then I saw them at South by Southwest in March, and I love them even more. This is a song called Gone for Good from Teen, the album's Love Yes on Sound Opinion.
All right, that is Gone for Good from Teen's third album, Love Yes, my number two album of the year. Greg, that means we are at your number one. I only get to play drums on Sound Opinions once a year, and it's when I do the drum roll. <laughs> you know, I, I can play the drums. Uh, well, I can at least do a drum roll. I'm, I'm, I said, you're going to give us number one. Hold on. Very good. You still got the chops, Mr. Dewar Goddess. My number one album of the year, Jim, is uh, Nick Cave, Skeleton Tree. Um, it's an album that haunts me. It, 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 it's one of those recordings that can't help but haunt anyone who hears it uh, and, and uh, digs deeply into it. Um, perhaps overstated is this notion of personal loss that surrounded the album. Nick uh, Cave's teenage son died last year. He fell off a cliff. Uh, a number of the songs were already written at that point, but the performances in the recording studio, many of those were recorded after this became news. And I think you can hear it in Cave's voice. He's sung about mortality, sung, sung about death before, but never quite in this way. Deeply personal record. Everything's in doubt. Power of love, the existence of God, the meaning of life. These are big questions that he's pondering. And it's not a, it's, the answers aren't very pretty. I think at the end, he comes out uh, with a sense of, I can get through this, but he's kind of wobbly. There's never a sense that he's kind of righted himself completely in this album, as it should be, as you would expect. So you go through this personal journey with with Cave if, if, when you're listening to this record, and it's it, and it's tough to listen to it, but at the same time, I, I find the music is both uh, tragic and beautiful at the same time. And I think the uh, best example I can paint of that is this song that I want to play, Rings of Saturn, which uh, talks about the fleetingness of these moments. This muse, uh, you know, appears. Uh, it, it's a beautiful song. He's enchanted by this muse, and then. The muse is gone at the end of the song. It, it's like, okay, this moment, this moment is gone. And I think, you know, you, as soon as you try to hold on to something, it slides through your fingers. I think that's a metaphor for what this, this record is really about. Uh, Rings of Saturn from Nick Cave's Skeleton Tree, my number one album on Sound Opinions. Upside down and inside out and on the leaves, like a funnel web, like a black fly on the ceiling. Skinny white haunches high in the skyward And a black oily gash Crawling backwards across the carpet To smash all over everything Wet black fur against the sun going down Over the shops and the cars And the crowds and the town And this is the moment This is exactly where she's born to be And this is what she does And this is what she is Exactly what she was born to be. This is what she does, and this is what she is. Skeleton Tree, my number one album. The song is called Rings of Saturn. Jim? Greg, my album of the year is Savage's second record, Adore Life. Uh, this band uh, blew me away when I first saw them live at South by Southwest a few years ago. We were fans of their first album. I believe their debut made both of our top ten lists 
We had them on the show at that time. We had them on the show again when they toured behind Adore Life. Uh, I'll go back to where I started with Beach Slang, this idea of a life saved by rock and roll. Um, I needed that this year, Greg. Mm. This was a tough year. You yep. said it. I said it. Uh, you know, what will save us in dark times? I think the answers were twofold. Great art, especially music, because that's what we obsess over, and love. You know, Chance the Rapper or Jamila Woods, many of the re- albums, Kendrick Lamar, that were referencing Black Lives Matter, these complicated problems of racism and classism in America. What's the answer? Love. Uh, Savages and teen. What's the answer? Love. How do we come together as men and women? These compli- you know, uh, It's such a simple concept, but there's so many ways to explore it. And Savages did it with fury and with sexual passion uh, every which way from Sunday. This album is a complicated adult album whose basic message can be diluted to be here now, live in the moment, seize the day. Uh, That's the message of all great rock and roll. When Kurt Cobain said shortly before his death, the future of rock and roll belongs to women, I believe he was looking into the future and seeing Savages, because I have not seen a better rock band uh, or encountered a better rock band on record uh, since uh, Nirvana, right? They're that good. Uh, Savages, the answer, my album of the year, Adore Life on Sound of Beans. If you don't love me, don't love anybody. If you don't love me, don't love anybody. And you're glad it's you, and you're glad it's you, and you're glad it's you, and you're glad it's you. That is my number one album of the year, Savages Adore Life. Greg's number one album of the year was Nick Cave, Skeleton Tree. You can see our complete list, 40 albums in my case, I think 20 albums in yours, Greg, on soundopinions.org. We live for these lists. Thank you for putting up with us, for delivering them to you. What do we got on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have a holiday celebration. Our very own Chris Kringle brings his holiday spectacular to Sound Opinions once again, Andy Surzan. Greg, our producers of the year, this year and every year, is our team, Brendan Banizak, Evan Chung, and Alex Claiborne. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline, 888-859-1800. Hello, 
Sound Opinions. Uh, this is Rory in Oakland, and uh, just enjoyed listening to your uh, hero worship show. Um, one guy who's a hero to many is uh, a protest singer named Victor Hara, um, who was a Chilean protest singer and was detained and tortured and murdered by the military back in 1973 after the overthrow of Allende. Levantate. Y mira la montaña De donde viene El viento, el sol y el agua paid tribute to quite a bit by many artists. Calexico did a song called Victor Haro's Hands, but you can also hear his name get dropped by uh, everyone from uh, U2 to Clash to The Simple Minds and numerous protest singers and, and folk singers. His story is a good one to remember in these days of creeping authoritarianism uh, around the world and political uncertainty here at home. Thanks. Victor Haro of Chile Lived like a shooting star He fought for the people of Chile With his songs and his guitar His hands were gentle His hands were strong Hey Jim and Greg, this is Lear from Alameda, California. So as soon as you mentioned The Clash in your uh, hero worship, episode, I kind of immediately thought of my hero worship song, History Lesson Part 2 by the Minutemen. Our band of scientists rock. But I was E. Bloom, and Richard Hell, Joe Strummer, and John Doe, me and Mike Watt playing a guitar. Uh, it's at once uh, a song about their heroes, mostly punk rock, but they even give a nod to Bob Dylan. But also, they talk about how they can be heroes to us, the listener. Our band can be your life. D. Boone sings. It's a beautiful song, a uh, quiet moment, honest, uh, on an amazing punk rock album. Thanks, bye. Hi, I just listened to your hero worshippers. Not one of the artists that you spoke of was female. You had one black man, Stevie Wonder, and then you would reference Jackie Wilson and Ella Fitzgerald. But basically, it was just all a bunch of white men. Thank you. Hi, my name is David Peel. I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. Just now I was listening to your show and you guys really disrespected Glenn Miller. I really think that you misunderstand what's so great about the Glenn Miller Orchestra. The reason I think that he's so well loved is because he was writing a hit parade at a moment in our history when people were pining away for their lovers, either here at home in America or off fighting a war somewhere, they would listen to the hit parade, and Glenn Miller was what cemented those people together. So, you know, give him a break. Anyway, thanks. Bye. 
B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I got a gal in Kalamazoo. Don't want to boast, but I know she's the toast of Kalamazoo. No more messages. To share your opinions on Sound Opinions, call 888-859-1800. We'll be back next week on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and distributed by PRX.